and welcome to episode 20 of Meathead Chatter. With me today, special guest, Mr. Justin Loy. How's it going? What's up? Oh, good. Uh, today's Sunday. I forgot today was Sunday when I woke up. Did you? Yeah, I've had like a, I don't know, this past week's been weird for me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I got up and I just like wasn't sure what today was. I'm like, oh, wait, today's Sunday, you know? like, Dude, I ran into it too because I'm going to Michigan for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So like I'm leaving Wednesday and then I'll be up there Thursday and then I'm coming back Friday. So I'll be back like Friday evening for some sessions mm-hmm. that I'm doing with people. But I've had to like reschedule my week. So I had some people on the weekend. And like, yeah, I thought yes, I thought tomorrow was Sunday or Saturday, <laughs> and Ellen's talking about going to work tomorrow, and I'm like, oh shit, it is Monday, isn't it? Okay, yeah. So, welcome to the show, everybody, and Justin. Um, for those who don't know, Justin is a top tier two thirty one strong man here in the U.S. of A. Top tier. Top tier. <laughs> Top tier. He uh, he currently just won second loser at a big show. Third loser. Well, no, first place is winner. So then oh, second place right. is first loser. Yeah. yeah. Depends what weight class you're looking at it from. That was <laughs> that was OSG, right? Yeah, that was OSG. So that's basically uh, our world's strongest man. Yeah, for two thirty ones. Yep. So for the heavyweights, it's not their world's strongest man. No, that is so the heavyweights win. If they win, they get an invite to Giants Live. And then Giants Live, and then Giants feeds, Live into, feeds into Big World Strongest Man. Cool. Yeah. So that's basically like the highest level for a 231 strongman competitor at like the pro level. Like this is it. Yeah. So we got. Well, that and the coast. Right. Clash. Yeah. I would say. Or Clash. Sorry. Competitive wise, Clash definitely had. A higher level of athletes, like a little, a little more depth. Even yeah. if it wasn't as much of a quantity of people there, right? Um, yeah, there was just a lot of, a lot of good people there. I'm not saying there wasn't good people at OSG, right? 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 Um, there was just a lot of people like. I mean, if there wasn't good people at OSG, why the hell did you knock it first? <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, um, there was just a lot more. The competition was harder at. Clash. I think that was just because it was like the, it was something new, something big, and everybody's just like, "I want right. to win this." Yeah. Well, and, and there was there was cash prizes on that one, right? Right. Is there an OSG as well, or is, is it just okay? Uh, is Clash bigger? Yeah. So I think the total for top three was like eighty five hundred or ten grand. In which one? In OSG. In OSG. Okay. And then Clash was ten grand for first place. Yeah. So like the money's always going to bring the the, right. the money out. So I I was talking about this earlier this week with in the powerlifting world. Like I'm wanting to train and uh, I'm thinking about doing USS Nationals. I know it's not mm-hmm. as cool, but like whatever. It lines well, they up. got their pro thing now. Do they? Okay. Oh yeah, they have pro divisions now. Yeah. I mean that ain't going to be me. I just want to. It'll be my last thing as a. Uh, open instead of a master's guy. Right. So I was like, yeah, maybe finish like top 10 or something there. And then wanted to do uh, IPL worlds for powerlifting is in Russia this next year, which is cool. Ooh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, but really it's like, there's no money at worlds. If you're in powerlifting, you're going to do the showdown me or Kern where there's like, mm-hmm. you know, tens of thousands of dollars to win. The good people go there. The good people go where the money is. Right. IPL worlds is essentially like the best amateurs kind of mm-hmm. yeah so yeah i get it um 
but yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna see the best guys at the Clash. I mean, the right. good guys are at OSG too, but there's more money at right. the Clash. It's gonna make sure everybody that's good is gonna be at that. Yep. Plus, next year because it was supposed to be Clash was supposed to be an international thing, and then it just didn't work out for uh, overseas guys to come because of the COVID. Oh, God. And so next year, hopefully, because they're doing all night, they're doing qualifier regional qual- or not regional, sorry, international qualifiers. And everything for 2022. That'll be fun. So you so feel that fun. too. I really do. I, I like competing with guys from overseas. Yeah. Just because it's like, a div, I don't know, a bigger diversity. And right. Like, cause those, are, those guys, they all like deadlift in suits and do things I, a lot, do things really different. Yeah. Well, and, um, and just as like, a, I mean, you're a coach too. Um, and just a student of the game and kind of like playing around with programming, I imagine. So just mm-hmm. hearing how people from the other side of the pond are, are going at it and like just kind of their thoughts and philosophies I'm sure is mm-hmm. at least interesting. Yeah. The, uh, um, the dude, so we were getting ready for the deadlift ladder mm-hmm. and I was talking with Anthony Furman and he's like, Oh, that guy's pretty good at deadlifting. And I was looking at him, he's all tatted up and everything. His last name's McKeegan. Uh-huh. Um, and I was like, man, that sounds familiar. He's like, yeah, he's got the world record. Uh, deadlift. Oh, is that the guy that pulls like nine nine fifteen? Yeah, and I was just like, oh yeah. As so a, he's pretty good <laughs> as a one hundred and five kilo lifter. He's pulling nine fifteen. I don't yeah. care if you're strapping or not. If even without straps, that means he's at least mid eights. And he's just look like looking at him, you would never expect it. Yeah, it's crazy how lifting's like that. Yeah, like I feel like I look like I should be way stronger than I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, well, like well, fuck you. I look at that like <laughs> for our uh, for like heavyweight dudes because looking at them, you know, like. Some of them have like 50, 60 pounds on me, and I'm still moving the same amount of weight they right. are. Right. Yeah. The 231s now, yeah. it's like <laughs> if you look at World's Strongest Man in like the early 2000s, mm-hmm. the 231s are would kick everyone's ass in the early 2000s. Like it's yeah, crazy. Back when they had, like, their like heavy log was like 300 pounds. Well, it's like the heaviest stone was like 400. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, shit, you're doing that for reps and some <laughs> amateur shows now at 231. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I'm so bad at stones. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to get better at them. I'm not bad, but I'm not where I want to be. Yeah. Especially because I've never fair. loaded a 22-inch stone because it kicks my ass every time. 22-inch. <laughs> so, like, the Bartos Stone of Steel is 20-inch. Is that right? I believe so. Okay. So, like, a 22 stone that's concrete is probably, like, 350? I mean, well, to, I'm I mean, guessing you can make them any size, like, any way you want. But yeah, it's just because that the fifth stone in the series at OSG, OSG was was a it was only three seventy five, but it was twenty two inch, and just that the circumference that final, difference is so different. Yeah, the final extension yeah. is just so much harder. Two more inches higher to get it on the yeah. platform is, is to where like if it was crazy. like a twenty one inch stone, like you're just a little like the extension's so much easier. Yeah, and you just add that little bit of an inch because when I strata because when I ran around to it. Because I was low to him fine, and then yeah, I got yeah. to it, and as soon as I straddled it, I'm like, that's 22 inch. You're God, like, <laughs> like I was just like, shit. <laughs> yeah. I have a show coming up with 10 stones. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. I'm bad at stones, too. I was like, maybe I'll <laughs> make myself get good at stones if I know I have to lift 10 of them. And I'm just like, one, what's your heavy one? I'm like, no, pro. Uh, it's it's like 220 is the lightest one, and it gets to like 345, Ooh. which isn't bad. Yeah. But for the 10th rep, it's kind of shitty, right. like, especially for me, who's not great at stones. I think mm-hmm. like the heaviest stone I've ever loaded was like 370. Oh, that's not bad, though. Um, just one motion of all. Oh, God. I, I the- mean, I, I'll probably one motion the first four. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but you got I the arms know. for it, like not super long. Like you're not all like stretched out, right? To where like, but wouldn't longer arms help because you can get a little more secure grab on the stone? I mean, maybe, probably. I don't know. I don't know. I just I don't know, know I don't have as big of a belly, so I can get yeah. my arms further around I can't, the stone now. I've never been able to one motion because I think it's because I got long legs and a short torso. Mm, that could I be. don't know because whenever I go to pick it, I just like the going to one. I always drop it mm. or like it slides down my stomach to where I'm better off to just lap it. Well, and if you're if you're fast at last. So I deal with this with keg presses mm-hmm. like I can one motion, you know, a 230 keg. If I'm fresh, but middle competition, you just don't fucking know how you're going to be moving, whether it's stones or kegs or whatever, to one motion things. So I, I just try to get really fast at the fucking transition or like Axel, I'll continental clean everything, even if I can just straight up clean it just because like mid comp, I don't know, you know? So I just try to practice pretty fast. Like with my keg, I'm pretty quick about getting it to the chest and like switching my grip and going. Yeah, um, if it's if it's something for reps, I know I'm going to try to like get that technique down because it's going to carry over better. Right. Like but like uh Waco when it was just one log one one log press, one barbell press and then the circus dumbbell for reps. So like I was fully confident in vipering the log. Right, cuz they're in <clears throat> the first couple couple things too. You right. just want to get to the circus dumbbell as fast yep. as you can and to be technical and and proficient enough at that that you can do it without dying right but if i was having to do the log for like reps i probably wouldn't go for a viper and i'd probably just be efficient on the clean and press right because that dirty little secret of strongman is it's rare when a dude will go the full 60 seconds pressing unless you're like wesley claiborne and just viper like (laughs) mid force right (laughs) there's some freak viper pressers out there man who's who's the other one was like uh Matt Mills is a really good viper mm-hmm. presser too. He was like that. Like he could viper press more than he would yeah. actually well, like so clean and press. So there was a few people at through the weight class, mainly heavyweights, uh, that I noticed that like would um they would be able to viper scale. I remember what their log was, three forty maybe, three forty, three fifty, something like that. For heavy, that ain't too crazy. But they could so there was a couple guys that could only viper it, but if they went to press it, they couldn't get it. Is that just because you think they're just, fat, so much fat and more. out of shape and they'll just be tired and pass well, out I think it's, it's an explosive. I think it's an explosive because you just have so much more momentum carrying up mm, okay. through, but then as soon as they would try to rest it and reset and, pra- it. and press it, they couldn't Well, I feel like heavyweights suck at like, I mean, I'm not saying you got a split jerk, but like a power jerk will carry you past a shit ton of people. And I feel like so many heavyweights just push press or strict press. Mm, I'm not a heavyweight and I just push press. Yes. Yeah. You got to work, you, you work on that power jerk, man. You hit a 400 yeah, log. I can't. It's my knees. Mm. Well, I do in that dip. I try to do as little dipping as possible. Gotcha. Yeah. I came from CrossFit, so I'm, I'm a power yeah. jerk <laughs> motherfucker. That's I know. I it's something that I want to play. This, <laughs> this off season, I'm going to mess around probably with a split jerk. Right. Dabble in that a little bit. When um, I tell you what, oh, split jerk. Yeah. So split jerk, you got to be faster. But if it's like for max weight, I mean, there's a reason Rob Kearney broke all the records being like so much smaller than everybody else. He split jerked it. Yeah. But if you ever watch him, like when he was doing worlds and was it 2017 or so, 18, something like that. um, He, when it was a log for reps, he was power jerking everything Mm -hmm. uh, because it's just faster. So max load. Yeah. If you can figure out a split jerk. Yeah. It's just something that I'd like to get in because like my strict press isn't like that great. Right. Push press is pretty decent, right. but then I want to be able to like feel like to get 
up there just a little more. I fucking throw a split jerk in there. Well, because you're not, I mean, you're not a small guy. You probably walk around like 250, 260. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you're, how tall are you? Right at six foot? Six, maybe six, six one. one. Okay. So I'm like, you're a touch taller than me and, a, and like a little lighter than me. Um, but you're like brute strength for pressing just isn't your forte. No. <laughs> you're a freak deadlifter. Um, squats pretty good too, but I would say probably your biggest thing in strongman is just how athletic you are. Like oh, you, yeah. you move extremely well and you have a, like a really good deadlift. So yeah. and that's those how two things are awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how I got started. Cause I didn't know what I was doing. I was just really athletic. <clears throat> and so that made up for a lot of the strength, you know, cause I right. just be able to do things, which, which makes then, total sense why you pushed into strongman compared to like powerlifting. Like right. you're just not a grindy lifter. You're, <laughs> you're explosive as shit and you move well. Yeah. Strongman's a great sport for that. Yeah. I tried the powerlifting thing like twice. Yeah. That, that's so Your bench makes me cry. Oh though. God. It's so bad. I mean, it's, you never work on it, but <laughs> no. I, I feel like if you worked on it for like eight weeks, you'd probably have a four Oh five. That's a like, long time to bench. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all I want to do is bench all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how long have you been doing strongman then? Um, I think I did my first comp in like 2000, winter of 2017. Okay, so not even that long. No, we, yeah, I was just. Um, Tell me, though, did Anthony recruit you into like that army strength team or that was, remember this was after this. I'd been competing for a couple of years because this was in, I went to the fitness team in 2019. Cool. And then for those of you that don't know, the army, I guess, has like yeah, so a they, fitness team. Like yeah, so they started a, a um yeah, so they started a fitness team that was um CrossFit and Strongman because they had Chandler Smith in the Army that was um competing at the CrossFit games. Yeah, so they had a games level guy. <clears throat> and then they had Anthony Furman who won a world title and was on the uh Titan games. Yep. It will and then that I think wasn't that same year? Was it the next year where he competed like at the Arnold with like the Brian <clears throat> Shaws and I mean just yeah half the size of every motherfucker there. Yeah, he competed in uh, Spain <laughs> and South Africa. Yeah, both the, both those Arnolds. That's crazy. Um, yeah, but that was pretty cool. Um, but that was weird because the way they presented it, because like there was a bunch of people that wanted to like sign up for the fitness team. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you got like, cause they just sent a mass email to everybody and every, every single person <laughs> in the army. Yeah. Wow. And the way it was worded was like you, like it was very vague. It's mm-hmm. like, you could be doing all of this stuff. And there was like biking cross country stuff. I'm like, so do you just go here and like, they tell you what you're going to do and you're just going to like, I'm <laughs> a triathlon like, guy. You're now. like, is it like <laughs> real army situation where they just tell you what to do? And yeah. You have to just fucking go. <laughs> so you sign up and you're running cross country. <laughs> yeah. So, so that was what I was worried about. I'm like, Oh, yeah. I'm not doing that. And then I had just saw like, I don't know, something, somebody posted something and I saw that Anthony was there going to the team and I was like, Oh man. So I hit him up. And we were talking, and then he's like, "Hey, I'm going to put you on the team." So, did you know him before that, or was that kind of your first? No, that was like okay, that just was the like initial first time thing. You yeah, I just reached out to him, and uh, yeah, because they didn't have because they had tryouts for it was like all the CrossFitters, and mm-hmm. then one Strongman, and then there was a couple other people there um, to try out for Strongman, but they really sucked. Well, and, and they probably had, like you said, like a ton of CrossFitters because CrossFit's kind of been working its way into military since like yeah. 2006. You know. Right. Um, 
but yeah, I'm sure there was way fewer people, especially in that era of strongman. Like, yeah. was, <laughs> like Rogue started selling strongman stuff at that point, but it definitely wasn't like it is now where like there's at least one gym in your town that has strongman equipment, you know? Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, that was wild going to do that. That was pretty cool. I never figured that would be something I was do. I would do yeah. in the military. <laughs> How long did you do that for? Because uh, you're out now, right? Yeah, I got yeah. out in March. So I did that just under two years. Nice. Yeah, so it was nice to get, like, to where I am now. <laughs> and then from there, and then you won nationals in 18, is that right? Amateur no, nationals? I went to nationals in 18, um, and I did so bad. I didn't <laughs> know, like, because I had only competed in Alaska before that. Oh, okay. And... Um, it's just kind of the same dude. Like there's one guy that puts on like the big, bigger shows. And so you're just competing with the same people and doing it. So it's like all just like local stuff. It's fun. But then like to go out to that compared to a national and then I go there and I'm just like, what am I doing? Cause, and I didn't know, like I had an, cause I, I didn't cut much weight, but I Mm -hmm. also didn't do like my refeed right like i didn't drink i didn't rehydrate it was a big learning experience for you yeah yeah yeah. i was just there hanging out (laughs) and that's funny um but no then i won i won nationals in because i didn't compete in 19 and then i won nationals in 2020 gotcha yeah nice and then from there that was when you got your pro card and then started working into the clash and yeah then two or three weeks later i competed at america's strongest man after nationals that how'd was, that go uh so <laughs> i mean i that's went a, there that's a hard contest right i went there with no expectations right of just like i'm here to have fun because i'm the new guy and i ended up winning two events um zeroed the circus dumbbell as expected uh <laughs> yeah I actually thought... i tell you what if you get good at power jerking you'll be good at circus <laughs> dumbbell because yeah. that's all it is i uh but yeah, that so it was fun. I mean, it was fun. Uh, my first pro show, and then who won that one? Was that Deal who ended yeah. up winning that one? Okay. Yep, Deal won that, and then then said he got hurt, but he retired to bodybuilding. <laughs> yeah, he's doing bodybuilding now, isn't yeah, he? He's doing not... bodybuilding now. Well, he did. He he did have like. I mean, it's strong, shit, man. Everyone gets he uh, um was dealing with some injuries and pulled out of clash because of his back and all this stuff, and then just kept. Having gotcha. things happening, and he's like, Stacking screw up. it, I'm going to, yeah, and went to bodybuilding, which seems to be going well for him. Yeah, um, he's, he looks freaking, yeah. Yo, I mean, he was always, like, pretty much a trap monster, but, like, you can tell he's filling out kind of the areas that Strongman doesn't, like chest and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, dude, I bet he does a show, and then he goes, it, it, you got to think about it. Like, if you do a bodybuilding show, you're not really, like, hitting heavy shit. It's almost like taking a year to, like, rehab and recover. Yeah. And then he, I mean, if he wanted to come back, he probably could and be pretty. Yeah, I'm good. sure. I mean, I would expect him to come back within the next couple of years. Um, yeah. Depending on what, you know, what's going on, what the incentives are to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Find out. So you do a lot of nutrition coaching too, yeah? Yeah. Talk to me a little about that because I know we were talking about it at the gym uh, last week a little bit just uh let's dig into that a little more so like you're not a meal plan guy you're definitely like a build the habits guy yeah so um the meal plans like yeah so i guess like what i try to do is like macro based mm-hmm. with um 
kind of like guidelines and recommendations on foods and um, like what you should be taking in like vitamins, uh, supplements. So like the health piece too. Yeah. Not, not trying to be like, like not just like the protein, carbs, and fats. Right. Uh, overall, overall health. You know, um, Pickle, and pickled beets. Yeah. So I do have uh, some people starting out if they've never done anything. Actually, just about everybody has touched it at one point. Um, either kombucha or kimchi. Just what's for kim- the what's kimchi? Uh, fermented uh, uh, cabbage. Yeah. Or yeah. is that what kombucha is too? Uh, kombucha is. I know it's fermented something. It's fermented something. I don't know. It's gross. It is gross. Uh, but anyway, so like, I like hey, it this the- is this is moldy and like fungus. Like drink that shit. Yeah, pretty much. Um, well, it's for the, like the gut health and your gut yeah. micro, microbiome is going to help everything get back. It's like, it's like probiotics. Pretty much. Yeah. I like the, yeah, because everybody's like, oh, just take a probiotic. I'm like, well, it works. However, this is going to do more for you because of the bacteria that's in it. It's a little different. Right. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I've found that it's easier for people to stick to because they don't have a, they don't get overwhelmed with like a laid out meal plan right. to where they're like, cause I know with me, if I had a laid out meal plan and I was supposed to eat like whatever chicken and rice, Fuck and that. I don't, so I'm just using a simple <laughs> example, but say I'm out of chicken right? and then I'm like, crap, you know, I got to have chicken because this is what I'm supposed to eat right. to where if it's just like, you need to hit these macros and you need to eat like within these foods, then it's like, Oh, okay. I can sub that for like, here's some, here's some or, boundaries. Yeah. But you're good. Yep. Yeah. So that's easier. Um, so far I've had a lot of success with people like that. And then, yeah. um, that plus I go into, um, uh, let's see some stress management. Um, building better sleep habits. Um, and then, uh, um, what's the other one? Oh yeah. So for just like overall performance stuff. So a lot of, br- that? a lot of breathing techniques Okay, for just about anything, um, to like relax, to, um, kind of bring up your heart rate when you need to, um, to also, and then like a lot of training stuff. I got to, I'm actually trying on with a few clients. So of, you're, you're, you're basically using your breathing to like bring up the heart rate to put you in a sympathetic nervous system state. So you yeah. can get after it a little more. So or if you need to, like when you're kind of mm-hmm. like, I, I do it when I'm warming up mm-hmm. is where, um, I'll be taking like deeper breaths mm-hmm. and trying to get oxygenated, trying to get everything kind of like warmed up, get going. And then when, um, when I'm doing like my, my, my like main lifts and stuff, mm-hmm. I'll be doing like a modified box breathing. So it's like a, it's a four second inhale through the nose and then you hold it for four seconds and then like a quick blow out the mouth. And so this is going to help you relax mm. and bring your body and help you recover faster and bring you back down to. So that's that box breathing that you just went over that, that would be like between your sets and stuff to yeah. kind of get things chilled yep. back out because going from one set to the next. So if you're already like if on that set, you push your body to on a scale of 10, if you push your body up to a seven mm-hmm. on that set. Okay. And then you take your normal, whatever few minute, couple minute break, but you don't fully like relax and you're just like thinking about it and you're like, you know, pacing around doing stuff. And then say you cool back down to like a five. So then you do it again and you push yourself to an eight mm-hmm. and then say you got a bunch of sets, you're pushing yourself higher and higher to where you're going to start failing. So if you can between sets, say that first set, you push yourself up to a seven and then you can relax yourself down to like a 
two or a three, yeah, then you can push yourself back up to that seven, maybe an eight. And but then bring not, yourself back But you're down. not going to cap out to like a 10 or something, right. even so, if you're in like five sets or whatever. Yeah, so you're just trying to relax yourself down so that you can go back into your sets fresher. Gotcha, that makes sense. Yeah, I like that. so I've been working on that. I have a few guys working on that that's actually working out very well for I'm them. I'm stealing it, I'm using it. No, go for it, and man. And if it works, it's I'm great. making my clients do it. Of course, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I like to do the, like a... Just like a holistic health thing. Stay away right, from right. the spiritual stuff because that's weird. <laughs> uh, but because like you can't do one without the other. Right. Because right. it's hard to like. The the mental stress outside of gym stuff impacts the gym stuff so yes, much. It does. So the more you can get that regulated, the more it's going to help the yeah. in gym as well. Like those people that just go, 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 eat like shit, sleep like shit. And then they're in the gym, you know. Trying to go For crazy. whatever reason, for like yeah. six days a week, killing themselves. To undo all the stupid shit they did. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, well, that's dumb. That's why you're not making any progress. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, they get, like, I had a couple guys, I got a couple guys now who have never eaten on a structure of anything to where it's just, like, whatever they can put in their mouth. And we're, like, three weeks in, and they're just like, man, I've never, like, felt like this. I've never trained, been able to train well, like this, like, anything. It's, it's funny just, how, like, a few little changes, like, okay, Here's the boundaries. We're mm-hmm. still going to let you eat a lot of food, but let's minimize this one and get some, just get some of this into your life and sleep. And they're like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy how, yeah. how like things that are basically no brainers for guys like you and me that have been doing this a long time and have been taking it serious for a while that just like are game changers for people just because mm-hmm. it's just never even in their head. Yep. That and then. I make everybody, well, I don't make them. I recommend it and they all end up doing it. But the, uh, I do morning health bombs. Okay. Which is, uh, Ooh, yeah, give me that. What's some that? <laughs> natural cranberry juice. Okay. Okay. Yep. Um, so like no added sugar or anything. It's yep. really bitter and really gross. Walmart actually has it. Like yeah. legit the natural, like in the glass. I yep. mean, it's, that's the one I get. It's more expensive, but it's yep. at Walmart. So it's way cheaper than like <laughs> what you get at Whole Foods yeah. or whatever. So that and then like your, uh, like your super greens. Mm-hmm. So like all the just your, Greens, like you just go out to a field and pick some alfalfa and stuff, you know, stuff like that. And then, um, and then your reds, which are like beets, mm-hmm. and all your additives there, and then some apple cider vinegar. So, what all does that do for you? Because um, so I've I've used um for myself, I, I've used some apple cider vinegar and stuff in, in the mornings. Um, right. It's been a while, but I did it for a while, and I definitely liked. I could tell something was going on different, but I was like, ah, it's this fad thing. I'll just fucking yeah. do it and see how it goes. What all's going on when you do that health bomb? Like, what kinds of things is that helping you? Yeah, so, um, let's see, the uh, cranberry juice is going to help with just detoxifying, flushing out, flushing bad stuff out of your system. And it's one of the only know? sources of iodine or something, yeah. is that right? Yeah. Yep, so you got all that happening. You got your greens, which I don't think enough, I don't think people get in enough micronutrients. Right, so you're just, it, so this it's is gonna like help. a better version of a multivitamin. Yes. Okay. That, and then plus like not, it's... Also, I know I don't eat enough vegetables. Right. Which goes back to the micronutrients. So this is packed full of all those, plus all this other stuff that is just a laundry list full of... Laundry list of... Yeah. Yeah, because you can get like your proteins, carbs, and fats to worry about body composition. But as far as how you're feeling and how your your stuff is functioning, getting all that extra micronutrients in is going to make a big difference. And then the... uh, I hope Ellen doesn't listen to this. She'll make me do that shit. (laughs) Yeah, and then the uh, the beets, uh, I like those. So this help with um, your red blood cell production. Um, you're gonna be creating 
build help you build fresher new blood more frequently. Um, it helps with uh, regulate your uh, blood pressure, and also um, it's going to help you with blood flow, like increased blood flow. So, so that's going to help for. For anyone who's in performance athletics of any kind, that's pretty important. But would you say it's like, especially if you're someone who's on gear, super, 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 super important? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, You definitely want to help. Yeah. Um, From experience, you definitely don't want high blood pressure. (laughs) Right. Right. And this helps regulate that. Plus, if you donate blood frequently and are on gear, that's just another additive because you're right you're combining those three things and you're just keeping fresh blood in your system longer. Interesting. And you're going to be recovering better with fresh blood. Oh my God. I cannot, I'm not allowed to donate blood. Why? I'm on their band list. Why? Oh wait, you told me about that. Yeah. So, so (laughs) I was, uh, I was dirt poor trying to do like the gym thing without a job and, and it's fine because eventually it paid off and it was good. But at that time I was like driving Uber. Um, I was donating plasma on the regular, Mm-hmm. Um, I was taking a couple MMA fights every now and then for you know a little bit of a little bit of money, and uh, I I had to get my uh, my drug screen to get my my fight card so I could fight right, and they got to make sure you're not on shit. So they're basically te- they're doing like full blood panel testing testing if you're on anything like they'll pick up fucking anything you can't microdose or nothing, um, and so so I I did that. And then later that day, I went to donate plasma, and they saw the track. Ooh. And they thought I was like some fucking heroin addict or something. I was like, no, no, no. I literally was at the doctor this morning. I have a fight this weekend, and I needed to like re-up my my uh, my card to show that I'm I'm clean for the fight. Like it's literally the opposite of of what you're concerned about. And uh, and they're like, well, we you know the person that you need to talk to is not here. You'll need to bring back stuff. So I went to the doctor's office i got all the stuff i needed i went back the next day that person was still not there but in the meantime they'd already put me on the band thing Mm. i went back the next day and they were still not there and i was like well shit at this point like Mm -hmm. so i've just i've just never been back since to donate plasma or anything and i'm i'm on some list somewhere like if i went to go (laughs) donate blood they'd check my name and my social and be like "Ooh, you can't because you're a fucking addict so do you uh (laughs) That's pretty funny. I can't help people. I can't save lives anymore. You know. <laughs> um, so do you do it yourself then? Do what? Do you uh, donate yourself? No, I don't. Oh, um, but I don't run much anyway right now. Um, I ran a fair amount going into nationals mm-hmm. here, but I don't think I'm ever going to run anything other than TRT dose from here on out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe some day of stuff, but. Yeah, nothing that's gonna like affect me long term. And I mean, if you're just running tests at low levels, it's not gonna fuck with yeah. your blood. So, yeah. allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> from what I've been told, from what I've uh, <laughs> told, been told in research, I've read in a book. I read it <laughs> on the books. Yep. So you are currently coaching part time. You are working full time. Training full time. Training full time. <laughs> So you have three full-time jobs. That sucks. Yeah, pretty much. It feels what's, like it. what's your next comp you're shooting for? What are you doing? Uh, Clash 2022. When is that? April. In okay, April. so you got like a decent off-season yeah. right now. This is this will be my first off-season since I've started. Nah, uh, yeah, pretty much. Nice. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I'm ready for a break. To where, um. 
I don't know, like I was looking forward to it before I even competed at Worlds, and I was just like, oh man, I'm so ready to be done. <laughs> and now, like, I'm at that, or like, I guess it's like only the going into the second week after but i just like i feel lost and i'm just like i don't know what to do dude i was about to say i was like are you like me where you get done with a big show and you're like oh relief it's over i can have an off season and just fuck around for a little bit and like Mm -hmm. recover and then after like for me it's like after two weeks i either one like i'm programming for myself and i just keep adding shit until i'm like i'm gonna hurt myself yeah (laughs) Or, or or i'm like i have no direction I don't even want to train unless I have a target. Is that, is that you too? Are you, yeah. are you like, okay, never mind. I have a show in February. <laughs> well, actually we were joking about doing the Arnold, uh, as a heavyweight. Oh, cause you're qualified for that. Aren't you? Yeah. Well, yeah. I can't compete middleweight anymore. So, Oh, cause you won cause your, your pro yeah. card in middleweight. And it's only an amateur show. Unless they do, they would, I don't think they would. Are you anymore. qualified as a heavyweight for amateur? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I can just do it. Yes. Oh, cause you're, already, I cause you're already a pro. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't think I will though. Just because that's only like a month before Clash. Um, oh, yeah, because they're back to March now because yeah. assuming they don't cancel things or do anything weird. But I don't know because I got like a lot of uh, like goals for my off season mm-hmm. of just getting like bigger, bigger, faster, stronger, basically. <laughs> um, and I don't want to, to wear like. So will you be able to cut to 231 if you put on the size you're trying to put on? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I mean, I'm trying to get up to like, because uh, I've been consistently under 250, except uh, okay. for when I competed. I've been under 250 for a while, and I'm trying to get up to like 260 or so. Yeah, for, that wouldn't be bad. Yeah, like 260 until mm, like into January, February time frame, and then start and then slowly start dieting down to like mid 250s. Because I cut I, for nationals, I cut from 255, and that wasn't bad. Nice. So, Dang, that's a pretty big cut. Yeah. Well, that um, was that was like water cut. That was you were dieting down. Oh no, that was a water and, cut. Jesus yeah, Christ, man! <laughs> I gotta get with you on like your uh, recovery protocols because uh, yeah. so when I was fighting, I would cut fifteen twenty pounds. I mm-hmm. fought, you know, I walked around when I was walking around about two hundred two hundred five. I'd cut to one eighty five, like water cut, just yeah. straight water cut, water and food a little bit. Um, and then when I was fighting two hundred five, I was like two twenty, and I you know a fifteen pound water cut, not an issue because like yes, strength is a factor. I wasn't nearly as strong back then, so it wasn't as big of a factor for mm-hmm. for my personal fight game. But it's such a skill sport, and that's just like in your head and yeah. your motor patterns. <clears throat> that even if I felt a little <clears throat> shitty, I was still good at what I did. Every time I've tried to cut for powerlifting, I've done it. I've done it twice. One time I cut to 242s because I was coming off a back injury and, and recovery, and I could have qualified for Worlds with my numbers at 242, but not at the 275 class. So I cut to 242, and I was so fucking skinny that my bench press was like three inches more range of motion, <laughs> and I, I couldn't hit my opener. Like yeah. I, I bombed out on my bench, which is crazy because that's usually my money in the bank lift. Mm-hmm. And then the second time, I cut to 275, but I cut – I was like two two eighty five, so it wasn't even a big cut, especially if you're being a big dude. And I cut to two seventy five, but I really cut to like two seventy two because I can't math right. <laughs> and then like I I was gonna be like my five hundred bench. That was the comp I was gonna hit my five hundred bench, and I like I hit like four sixty, and I couldn't hit four eighty, and four sixty felt like death. So what is your recomp strategy when you're cutting that much weight to actually have strength? The day of, because I apparently don't know how to do that. So, and here I am trying to be a two seventy five <laughs> again. So, um, yeah. So going into it, 
Um, I've kind of changed how I've done it over the past year or so um, with a cut. The cut going into it, I try to cut as little as possible. Okay. To where I've done it enough now that I think like, like this past two cuts I've done have been so easy. Getting okay. down, like hitting, because normally I like feel like shit when I get down there those last five pounds or so, and right. I haven't been like uh, at OSG. I felt fine going in. Like there was a little time. And what was time. what was your water cut to OSG? Uh, so I started I started at two forty, like two forty eight. Okay, and I cut down to I was actually a couple pounds under. Like I weighed 17, in seventeen. Uh, almost yeah, twenty pounds. Then. I wait. Yeah, so I weighed in. Yeah, about twenty pounds because I weighed in at two forty or two twenty eight. Okay. Yeah. Um, so anyway, my re, so like rehydrating, I start, I try to get in as much liquids as possible because you're, think you're depleting yourself, you know, 20 gallons of water. Right. So you want to put those 20 gallons of water back in. And so start with, uh, I always take a PD light down for starters. Right. And instantly start sweating. <laughs> uh, Cause your body's just like, what's happening? Yeah. That. And then I put, and then I do a, uh, normally do a liter or two liters of, um, uh, uh, coconut water with pineapple in it. Okay. Just and what's what's that one? I mean, I get the Pedialyte. You got the sodium. A lot a lot of vitamins coming back into your system. Yeah. So the uh, coconut water is just really good for rehydrating. It's got a lot of potassium in it. Okay. Um, and I do it with the pineapple because it. Tastes I don't good. like. Yeah, because Pina, I don't like coconut water. Pinacolada. Yeah. <laughs> so then, um, I do my own IVs. Uh, okay. See, I've never had the IV mm, uh, yeah. going. Game changer. I, I know that makes a huge difference. So a few year, a couple years ago. We started doing our own IVs because we were getting them from military medics for free, right? Right. Um, but you can buy. So, two reasons. It's easier. I, I just think it's easy. It's I mean, It absorbs quicker. Well, yeah. But I mean, like, why we do our, like, me and my friend, we do our own IVs. Because, okay. one, you pay out the ass for IVs at a comp. Like, you can get two, one or two thousand milliliter bags for, uh, it's like 150 bucks. But Ouch. to make that bag, even if you make a vitamin bag, you're making that bag for like $16. Okay, wow. Yeah, because you buy it. So this I got shit I have no concept on. Like, I know yeah. it's what you do to rehydrate, but like, I've, I have no experience. Yeah, so, um, and you can get everything you need to make a, make a vitamin bag with your B-complex, uh, vitamin C, your uh, glutathion, uh, glutathione, um, Pretty much anything you want, anything injectable, you can put in that bag. Right. And then you're just putting it, pumping it right in the system. Um, but yeah, so I took, uh, like for OSG, I took three IV bags. So that's, what, 3,000 milliliters? So that would have been like 450 bucks. Yeah. That I, or 40. Yeah, that I did for, <laughs> yeah, 150 bucks. And then yeah. you got like, because you can get everything you need. You know, Amazon's got everything, except right. for the bags. But um, that, and then, so then take down all that. And then... Um, and then start eating and just go for a lot of, a lot of carbs. I try to do a lot of carbs people. And then I normally get pizza for like later on. Yeah. Um, just because everybody's against the fats. Everybody's like, you don't want to refeed with fats, but because it's slower absorbing or because, well, everybody says it's slower digesting. It takes up space and it's not going to like benefit you and it's will, not going to refill your muscle. Glycogen. Yeah. It's going to slow you down. My thing is, cause I've went, I've done comps where I haven't had fats. Well, I mean, I've had fats, but it's been like low fat. Yeah. And I just feel, I don't feel good the next day. Like I don't feel right. I don't know what that not well, right feeling and if, is. And, and I feel like it might depend a little bit on your, 
your typical diet anyways. If you right. have like a moderate fat breakdown in your diet from a macro split standpoint, yeah, why would you not try to get back to that? Exactly, and that's my whole argument is like, like you, you want to get you want to get back to how you feel when you train yeah. and are kicking ass. And it's like you eat fat in your normal diet to where like if you're doing strength sports and you're eating under 70, 80 grams of fat a day, like you probably feel like shit and you should bump those numbers unless you're like cutting down or it's like part of your program. Cause like I do run my guys, some of my people pretty low on fats, but then we blast them back up and well, then they're just, and you're not really, when you're running low on fats, you're probably not chasing performance with them at that right. moment either. Right. It's all, yeah, for the dieting thing and everything. So, but yeah, when you're like trying to perform, like when you're peaking, like peaking for a competition, you know, I, I bump my fats up and, uh, cause you want that, you want that recovery. You want, you know, calories, yeah. you want those calories. Yeah. I was going to say nine calories per gram compared to four <laughs> calories per yeah. gram. I mean, it's just easier to hit it. So yeah. So anyway, for refeed, I go for the fat. I go for a little bit of fat. It's not crazy with it, but right. just a norm, try to get a normal amount that I normally would maybe a little more. Um, yeah. And I mean, I try to get down like somewhere in the range of like 800 to a thousand grams of carbs, really hard to hit sometimes. Right. Um, but yeah, just eat. I just that eat is, all That day. is a lot of carbs. Yeah. To where... <laughs> you so, go into a carb coma pretty hard, I imagine, that Yeah, <laughs> so I went from... I weighed in 228, and then by by that afternoon, I was already pushing 250. And the next <laughs> the next morning... That's awesome. I weighed myself the next morning, and I was 253. Wow. Yeah. So you want to you wanna put back everything that you took out. Yeah. And then some. Well, when you do it, when a piece of that is the IVs, it's going to get uptake so much quicker than if you just drank all that <clears throat> shit. Right. Like, but your gut absorption is, you know, it's pretty quick, especially when you're right. dehydrated. But yeah, if you can put it right, right into your system, right into your veins, yeah, go for it. Right. Huh. Mm. I may have to take you with yeah. me when I go compete <laughs> places. I don't know about doing my own IV. <laughs> Yeah, I've done it. I've done it for a lot of people. We um, well, even at Clash, we had a guy that passed out, and I wasn't. It was on the final day, and I wasn't competing, so I was just drinking and hanging out. Right. And uh, they pulled him over, and they're like, they're "Like somebody get him an IV." And I'm like, oh, "I got it." And I was like, "Cause I was already pretty lit." I'm like, "Here, hold my beer." And he's like, "He's like, I'm not doing an IV." And I'm like, "I push him back." I'm like, "Yes, you are," and just threw it in. <laughs> you, you you forced medical procedures on I did. him, just like our government's trying to do. Yep. It's not cool. <laughs> yeah you're like but i was drunk so it was okay. i was drunk it's okay <laughs> i don't want anything out of it <laughs> that's amazing holy crap all right so uh i have i have this segment on the podcast that uh that we do from time to time that i stole from the massonomics podcast because I, I just like it um it is underrated overrated Ooh, okay. it's a game we play you can't you can't say it is like accurately rated okay you have to pick one over or under and you can elaborate or don't elaborate, but elaborating is way cooler. So, okay. All right. Beer bongs. Ooh, definitely underrated. Are yeah. you still sponsored by them? No, man. Uh, I, don't, I don't work with them anymore. They're no fun. How was a beer bong company? Not fun. What did they do? Well, okay. So nothing against them, but anytime I suggested doing anything cool, uh, like I wanted them to, I was wanted them to like, uh, help sponsor an event. Right. Right. And they're like, they're like, nah, we can't do that. And I was like, do you want to get eyes on your product yeah. or not? And then I wanted, I hit him about doing uh cause I was talking to one of my friends about doing a, uh, uh he was going to put, do a charity. 
mm-hmm. thing. And I was like, cool. So I hit up uh, the company and I was like, hey, um, you guys want to do this thing? And I was like, you guys put up a dollar for every beer that's bonged. And they're like, they're like, nah, we can't do that. I'm like, what? I was like, I'm getting you great. I'm going to get like, you worst case closer. scenario. It's like a thousand beers, yeah. a thousand bucks for like a, a legit. And that would have been hot. That'd yeah, that would have been really high. Oh, yeah. yeah, probably more like 300, 400. Yeah. So, I don't know. Then I was just like, eh, whatever. But, yeah. But anyway, beer bonging itself. Anyway, it just looks really cool. <laughs> we, and, need, we need yeah. to make beer bongs and energy drink bongs for me because I hate beer. Mm, or yeah. pina colada That's bongs. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and we'll sell them and we'll sponsor the fuck out of some events. Well, so, I wonder if there's any liability associated with that. Probably. That Drinking may- and lifting. That that may be what, dude. Did you, did I talk to you about uh, the competition I wanted to do at Fearless? Yes, we did talk about that. That's pretty dope. I'm all for it. I love yeah. drinking and lifting. So yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, don't know. we need to we need to reapproach that. Yeah. I think uh, Kendra's down for anything like that all the time. I <laughs> yeah. feel like we'd have to uh, win over uh, Kelly and Kate. They seem to be the more. Uh, I just won't tell them. The more like. <laughs> Hey, maybe we shouldn't get drunk and do 20 max squats. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. That's weak people talk. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, <laughs> just won't tell them. They'll just show up to it and be like, what's going on here? Oh, surprise. <laughs> All right. Quick interlude from me. Just want to holler at you guys about how you can support Meathead Chatter, the podcast here. You can give us a follow at Meathead Chatter on Instagram. In the bio, we have a pretty sweet link that can take you to many things, one of which being our Patreon. If you enjoy the podcast and want to show your support for as little as $5 a month, you can be a supporting member and we can be friends. You can be a friend of the podcast. If you want something a little more for 30 bucks a month, we do have available template programming for powerlifting and strongman sent out weekly. You can just sign up for either one of those and get something for your money other than this sweet-ass entertainment. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram individually, at strongman underscore Dan for me, and at PSAC16 for Preston. Back to the show. And welcome back. Also, the piece I never have in that little uh, segment is uh, please give us a five-star rating wherever you are listening to it. Uh, biggest segments seem to be Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I don't even look at the Spotify one, so I appreciate it, but I'm not going to read it. If you give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, though, I will for sure read it out loud, even if it's weird as shit. Ooh. <laughs> Justin's cool. like, I know what I'm doing as soon <laughs> as I get home. Cool. So... Second, underrated, overrated. Oh, 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 and we have a new sponsor. It is uh, JD Beer Bongs. If you ain't drinking, you ain't thinking. That's our slogan. Working, working title. We'll work like on it. it. We'll figure it yeah. out. Uh, okay, underrated, overrated, bench press. Dumb. Is that an... <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry, you have to say underrated or <laughs> no, overrated, I like, sir. I, I think it's overrated. Okay. Because one... Everybody talks, okay, when, it, wherever you go, people go, oh, what, what's your bench? Like, uh-huh. I don't know and I don't care. And yeah, but the entire world The does. entire world cares, I know. And it's like, hey, let's talk about something cool. Like, like no one cares what your deadlift is. I don't know why, because that's way more impressive. It, it is cooler. <laughs> well, okay, okay, you say that as someone who 
it has a really good deadlift and a poverty bench press. Yes. But even <laughs> but even if I was better at bench. Okay. I, I agree. Deadlift is cooler. But I, I agree. <laughs> um okay, so but when my bench got better, not good, not good, just better. And I was right. could consistently bench in the threes, I still didn't care. Well, and and then for you especially, there's the question of carryover. Like for strongman, I would say, yeah, it's super overrated. Yeah, like it's a, it's a, like I use it as an accessory. I still bench to bench because I don't know. I just feel feel like you have to have it in there. But like to me, like well, it's it it ain't bad at building yeah. tissue. And <laughs> yeah, know? that and then like overhead, like overhead's more impressive to me. Like yeah, what's your overhead press? And then someone's like, see, that's the thing is like, there's a bunch of benchers out there that are like, oh, I bench like you know. 405 but then it's like oh what's your overhead oh i don't know 155 <laughs> yeah yeah well, i don't do overhead that's bad for your shoulders bullshit bench yeah. hurts my shoulders way more <laughs> i do them both and like them both um okay cool uh let's see overrated underrated those were the two i had prepared but i feel like uh, okay. i need to come up with another one mm. since since the beer bong one was kind of a non-starter because <laughs> they're dicks and not working with you anymore yeah it's okay. We got that new sponsor rolling. Um, underrated or overrated? Shit, I don't know. I should have done more research on you yeah. before this podcast. Man, I don't know. Pretty on the fence about a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the other thing we do at the show is, uh, you seen any good movies recently? No. I haven't been. I haven't really watched TV or movies lately. Um, I am excited for the new Spider-Man though, dude. When is that out? December or something, right? Ah, yeah. Because this this was Eternals this month. Yep. And then December. I, I haven't been to the movies yet. Um, I need to go see Eternals. And I don't Dune. Know. Yeah, Dune looks really. Those good. are both solid. Yeah. Um, Eternals was long as shit. It was like two and a half hours. Oh, shit. It was good though. That's okay to me. I, I'm so hooked into Marvels. Like, oh, yeah. Like when people are like. Like, they could say, like, it could be bad. See, this know. is what people are tuning in for right now. This <laughs> yeah. is the piece, like, there was really good info in the first, like, 40 minutes of the show, but this is the shit is people the, actually like listening stuff. to. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I don't know, because, like, Marvel's could be, it could actually be a bad movie, but I'm so hooked into it that I don't care. Yeah. Well, so Black Widow's a perfect example. Oh, I thought Black Widow was good, too. I thought, <laughs> it, like, I thought it was good, but compared to the other ones, I was, yeah. like, and Preston and me have talked about this a number of times on the podcast. It's, like... It doesn't matter because it's like prequel shit because it's like, well, she's already dead. Yeah. So this doesn't matter. And and since she was in the other movie after this happened, we know it works out. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Dude, I liked her sister in that movie. She was funny as shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Little blonde girl. She was so badass. I hope they bring her back as like the new Black Widow. She's supposed to be part of the. No. Dang it. Phase four or whatever. The dark, the dark Avengers, the Ooh. the Nega Avengers. No, what are they called? Ooh, careful! That almost sounded like racial. <laughs> um, yeah, whatever, whatever okay. the recruiting thing is. I, I, I hope they right keep anyway. keep her around because she, her character was fucking awesome. Yeah, um, it, I wasn't a huge fan, uh, or I'm not a huge fan of like the series that they did on like uh, oh, like the, plus. Like the WandaVision and the WandaVision. Like, I feel I like you, them. Yeah. But like, I would rather it be a movie. Did you see Loki? Yes. Loved it. Loki was just like a six hour movie. Yeah. That was by far, in my opinion, the best one they put on. Oh, there. yeah, for sure. WandaVision, like, I liked it. They're, they're basically just setting her up for like the 
madness, whatever. The multiverse, yeah. Yeah. They're setting her up for that, and I get it. It was kind of an interesting way to do yeah. it. But really, you just watch sitcoms for, like, 90% oh, of the yeah. time, and, like, the cool Marvel shit was, like, 10%. Yeah. I mean, I liked sucks. it. But it was just, like, I would prefer it to be a movie. Yeah. And then, what was it? Captain America Winter Soldier. Yeah. It was okay. I felt like it was good. It got a little preachy every now and then, but that's that's whatever. It's Disney. Um, but I the th- I tell you what the thing the main thing I did not like about that one, and you tell me if if where you're at on this. Think about Bucky and Captain America: Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Like when he was Winter Soldier in that Captain America movie. Think of how fucking badass he was. Mm-hmm. He's like the quirky, weird uncle apologizing for being white in the new series. I was like, yeah. he just, he just, he got lame. Yeah. And, but I also think that's because like, he's, he's not a robot ch- anymore. He's completely changed. <laughs> he's got his consciousness. He yeah. thinks about things to where like, if you're just a mindless robot, yeah. hey, you're going to be a bad son of a bitch. But the dude that the new captain America dude, the guy that was the Falcon, yeah, I yeah. thought, I thought, Oh wait, yeah, I, I thought he was badass in that show. Yeah. I loved him in that whole show. He was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? You, Good movies. You go to the movies um, quite a bit, don't you? Do what? You go to the movies quite a bit, don't you? I do. I like I like to. I like to catch a matinee every now and nice. then. I saw Dune. Super solid. Can't wait for the next one to come out. Ooh, yeah. Eternals has been getting pretty mixed reviews, but dude, you're like me. If if, if it's a superhero oh, yeah. movie, you're going to watch it and be like, even if it sucks, you're going to be like, that was pretty fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, totally. You'll, you'll like that movie. It was it was very good. It brings it out to like a really, like you know how Guardians of the Galaxy kind of made the yeah, Marvel like world it way took bigger, it to the, way bigger. Yeah, this is like that, but like more. Ooh, like it, it's dope. like huge, like universe eye on the thing. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you can see them kind of setting up the multiverse and kind of mm-hmm. how the um shit. What are those? What are those people's names? Which people? The cosmic people. Which cosmic people? Oh my god! The the green ones? No, those are the scrolls. Yeah. Um. I, people on the podcast are yelling at it right now, screaming at me for being an idiot. I don't know. What you're oh playing. shit! Uh, like the the big creator. Oh, um, uh, oh my, yep. Damn it! Right. Uh, we'll say it as soon as we're done. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I know the watcher was kind of watching for them. Oh my god! Whatever. They're a big part of this movie. <laughs> yeah. The people who you know brought the Eternals around that kind of shit. That's going to bug the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. well. On that note, where can we <laughs> find you at, Justin? Uh, Instagram is... Ju- oh, what is my Instagram? At, ju- at Justin's underscore pro strong. Um, that's about it. I don't have a YouTube or anything. I'm not cool. And YouTube's yeah. a lot of work. It is a lot of work. I'm so bad at like <laughs> doing Instagram to where I couldn't imagine making videos. Dude, your stories are freaking hilarious. Follow Justin. He's a good follow. Even oh, if even if he whatever. got his, his call sign wrong, I'm going to put it in the description so, <laughs> so people can get it. Um, Dude, whatever. Your stories it's are It's like hilarious. Justin's pro strong or yeah, something, something like that. that. <laughs> I just post memes. Yours are actually like, hey, here's my buddy who competed and I'm making a joke about it. <laughs> It's like if you compete in strength sports, you'll really appreciate Justin's uh, Justin's stuff. Cool. Well, thanks for coming on, man. It's yeah, been man. a long time coming. Yeah, I know. It's, it's hard to make. I always think like, oh, that's easy. We're just going to do a podcast. And then it's like right. coming around to doing it. It's like, shit, man. Like, Well, and you got so much <laughs> shit going on with like full-time job and then all the coaching and yeah. all, the, all the 
training for everything, you know, pro level <laughs> stuff. It's like just it's just a lot. It's hard to squeeze it in, but I'm glad we could uh, finally make it happen. Yeah, man, me too. Let's do it again sometime. Right on, brother. Catch you later.